And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, covering all of North Alabama. Solid conservative, just plain right. I'm talking about this show covers some ground down south of Birmingham to all the way up north of Huntsville. Tuscaloosa back over to Gadsden, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, and Mississippi thrown in just for good measure. Yeah. All right. So um, first one of the triple dipper, Bama Buzz. Little play on words there. I actually, by the way, I got the name. I was going to call it something like High Times in Bama or something like that. And then I realized that one of the resources that I had this morning came from a website called the Bama Buzz. And you know what, Boomer? I didn't even look. Can you look it up real quick? Is that is that a, like a marijuana specific website, or is that just like Buzz, like you know all the things we're talking about, like like a, a news site? I just happened to find a story and thought, yeah, I need to use this story. And then it's from the Bama Buzz. That's the name of my dipper now. Um, but so there it is. Let me, let me just back up and tell you. So a couple of years ago, um, I think three years ago to be exact, the, um, the Alabama legislature passed the, um, medical marijuana bill. Now they had studied it for a year, although everybody knew it was a foregone conclusion. You could already see what was happening. They studied it for a year, studied it. And of course came back with all the reasons why we need to go ahead and do this. Well, let me, just, let me just tell you how the, the, the bill was put together. Let's put aside for a second how you may or may not feel about marijuana, all right? If this was the aspirin bill, it would be an awful bill. Why? Because it does so many things that Republicans say we don't stand for. So the first thing I have an issue with is the mere manner in which this law was put into effect, and they wouldn't hear it. It's like they couldn't. If you want to have medical marijuana, just... Go for it. But why did you do some of what you did? Well, the first thing they did as Republicans was they grew government. Because now we have an entire new department called the Cannabis Commission. And the Cannabis Commission has no limitations on how many they can hire. And the Cannabis Commission will now be operating in a quasi to fully governmental status. The Cannabis Commission, by the way, is also going to have its own investigators. No, no, you can't use the Attorney General's office. You have to have your own Cannabis Commission investigators with arrest authority and warrant authority and the ability to subpoena. And they will be the enforcement arm of the new wing of government called the Cannabis Commission. And the Cannabis Commission, by the way, they are given the right to a warrantless search and seizure. What does that mean? That means they can walk in unannounced without a warrant and search. They can search you. They can search the premises. And they can also search anyone who happens to be in the premises they think might be involved. So let's say you're stopping by the cannabis dispensary to pick up your prescription. And you've got your cousin with you who's in town for a visit. And y'all stop in there just to get your, you know, your latest batch. And, the, uh, and Guido with the nose ring working the counter, because it won't be a pharmacist, because pharmacists are not allowed to dispense marijuana, because it's still a controlled substance under federal law. They could lose their license. Guido with the nose ring at the counter will be serving you. And next thing you know, the Cannabis Commission Enforcement Agents authorized by the state legislature, will walk in the door and they'll search your cousin who's in town for reasons just to visit, you know. And, you know, who knows what happens. But it was warrantless search and seizure, therefore they're allowed to do it. There's that. How about the fact that the Cannabis Commission is also going to authorize who is allowed to prescribe the medication, not prescribe the medication, but administer the medication, and it may not be you as the parent. So if you have a child with a seizure disorder that you feel would be beneficial for them to have a cannabis-related product, but you have a criminal record or something in your background that gives them pause, some kind of a red flag, you won't be the one administering the medication to your child. 
I have to have special caregivers authorized by the Cannabis Commission to come into your house to administer the medication. You know, never mind the antibiotics and CBD oil even, all those things are out there that you can use because you're a parent. You can't, not with this. So there'll be somebody called a caregiver has to come to your house and do what they do. We still don't know the full ramifications of what happens if you're a commercial driver or for that matter if you're a school bus driver and you have a cannabis license, um, a permit. Um, All these things are in place. Here's the other thing. In Alabama, we don't tax prescriptions. We don't. It's point of sale. Here's what it is. We're not taxing your prescriptions. Oh, but this is a prescription and we're going to tax it. Really? Why is that? Why is it uniquely different? Well, we have to fund the Cannabis Commission. Really? Well, Alabama's sales tax rate is 4%, except for cannabis. Cannabis is going to be 9%, 9%. More than twice the usual sales tax rate on something that we normally would not ever tax at all because it's a prescription. We're going to double tax it. Oh, by the way, that's just the state. Then the, the locals are allowed to tax on two to three more cents, I believe. So you could be looking at paying, you know, upwards of 10 to 12 cents on the dollar for your cannabis. It's, it's going to be uh, interesting to watch. Um, now that's going to be strictly governed. There are going to be uh, ordinances in place that allow for it to happen. Some towns are going to want it, some aren't. But the fact is, what you just looked at there, or what you heard me talk about at the very least, was a bill that I, I actually went down to Montgomery after I left office to speak against this bill. And I told them, same thing I told you, if this was the aspirin bill, it would be a bad bill. Because we as Republicans say that we're for limited government, this grows it. We're for lower taxation, this raises it. We're for civil liberties, but this violates them. And we're, we're for, by the way, um, parents having a say in their child's progress, and this requires some of those parents to then have a caregiver come into the house. All said and done, it's, 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 it's going to be interesting to watch. They passed it. It's the law. The same folks that went ahead and decided gas tax was a great idea and have yet to give a tax refund thought it'd be a great idea to go ahead and pass medical marijuana with all of those restrictions and governing guidelines and a new governmental entity. By the way, I will go ahead and jump forward to my stack here and tell you that here come the lobbyists because story from AL, AL Daily News, uh, October of this year, the new Medical Cannabis Association is now launched. Patrick Lindsay is the group's executive director. I remember Patrick Lindsay. Patrick Lindsay is the new executive director of the Medical Cannabis Association. In his words, it's an honor to serve as the first executive director of this novel association, launching at the perfect time to advance the well-being and future of Alabamians. Yep. So what you have there, by the way, are the cannabis lobbyists. That's the Medical Cannabis Association that will soon, I guarantee you, soon be lobbying for Uh, the expansion of the current medical cannabis law to allow more dispensaries, reduced restrictions on growers and shippers, and the ability to, um, you know, just basically do more with medical cannabis. Okay, now that I've had my rant about the legislative aspects of this, let's talk about the rest of it. Um, It's going to be interesting to watch how this happens. All right, so let's go back to this, um, this whole thing about medical marijuana. It's, it's, 1819 News has a story that came out uh, in October of this year. Headline is, Conflicts between state and federal drug laws cause some confusion over medical marijuana. There are still questions that haven't been fully answered. So right now, applications are in for cannabis dispensary licenses, right? Uh, And for growers, for that matter. 
but it's still going to be a lot of a lot of months, like maybe up to a year before they actually hit the shelves. Uh, meanwhile, marijuana is still a illegal narcotic in the eyes of the federal government. All right. So 39 states have legalized it, but there exists what 1819 refers to as a tension between state and federal laws, which leads to some confusion and how to do things on a day-to-day basis. So Larry Stutz, State Senator Larry Stutz, I should have gotten Larry Stutz on the show. Love Larry Stutz, just a great guy. He's the only guy I know who is both a veterinarian and an OBGYN. So he can birth your baby's four-legged kind or two-legged kind. But... um. But Larry Stutz is a state senator, very conservative guy, serves from Tuscumbia up here in our listening area. Larry Stutz was opposed to this bill. So it was kind of interesting because there were only, there were only two medical practitioners, medical doctors, MDs, in the legislature, excuse me, in the Senate when this bill was being debated. One was Tim Melson, an anesthesiologist who was the sponsor of the bill, and the other was Larry Stutz. Two doctors, they were divided. One opposed, one for it. That kind of tells you what the medical community is like. There's a split. Don't let anybody tell you, by the way, this is a done deal, that, you know, that, that everything, is, everything is satisfied, the science is in, it's, 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 it's all real, everything works. Well, not necessarily. It's, it's, the, the medical community is split on this. The same as the medical community is split on COVID vaccines, the same as the medical community is split on gender-affirming care, they are split on medical marijuana. Larry Stutz is an example. He said in the article here, Right now, there is no such thing as a prescription for marijuana. He said, by the FDA guidelines, marijuana is still listed as a Schedule I narcotic. It's in the same category as heroin. No known medical benefits and can only be used in research. Stutz said doctors would only be able to recommend medical cannabis for patients, not prescribe it like other medicines due to FDA guidelines. In his words, he said, drugstores won't be stocking it, pharmacists can't dispense it, and physicians cannot write a prescription for it. The deal is on the federal level. They've just chosen not to enforce that rule in other states, so I'm sure Alabama will not be an exception. So what he's basically saying there is, yeah, it's, it's not a done deal. It's, it's going to be weird. It's considered a medication that you can't get at the drugstore. You have to go to a special dispensary. That's why it's being set up this way. All right, so states have to be careful, the article says here, not to run afoul of certain federal drug laws. For example... Alabama Medical Cannabis Commissioner John McMillan said in a recent interview that all medical marijuana dispensaries will have to be cash only due to federal banking laws. Really? But I thought that it was a done deal. Well, the banking laws don't let you buy medical marijuana, even if you put the word medical in front of it. It's cash only. So all of these dispensaries that are going to pop up around the state that have your cannabis for medical purposes only, purely for medicinal purposes, it's Papa's recipe. Anyway, these cannabis dispensaries are going to be cash only because banking laws don't allow you to use credit cards and debit cards for this kind of transaction. And insurance doesn't cover it. Cash only. Marshall County Sheriff Phil Sims, by the way, if it's cash only, that means it's hard to trace the records. Just saying. Marshall County Sheriff Phil Sims, I know Phil Sims, he's a good dude. Marshall County Sheriff Phil Sims is already anticipating issues with the new medical marijuana law, but he's less worried about federal intervention than he is about making sure his deputies just know what to look out for. He said, if we find somebody who's got plant-based marijuana, like a dime sack or a quarter bag or something like that, and they try to throw that medical marijuana card out, well, it's not going to cover you. 
He said, when I say plant-based, I mean like regular weed, like a bud, like smokable kind. It's not going to cover that. And it's going to be a lot of confusion. People are going to have marijuana on them, try to pretend that they had a prescription, then be told, no, the kind you have does not cover it. Law enforcement's going to have to be you know, brought up to speed on this. Um, all right. I tell you what, I'm going to jump right into where the cannabis, uh, res- where the city councils and county governments are, are that are approving this for your area. You may want to know um, because there's going to be upwards of 37 dispensaries around the state, 67 counties. You can kind of get the lay of the land here. But some of the counties, they're going to centralize them in some of the more populated areas, it looks like. We'll talk about that when we get back from the break. Um, 1819 News has another story. Only 10 cannabis applications have actually been received, even though hundreds were requested. But they've got a 10-day deadline, I think the end of this week, actually, to when they can get their applications in. We'll cover it down on it. The Bama Buzz, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right, making it cool to be a conservative. Um, all right, so story on 1819 News. We're in number one of the triple dipper, the Bama Buzz, talking about medical marijuana coming to the state. What do you need to know? What should you expect? Um, I think it was uh, probably the most awful bill I've ever seen carried by a bunch of so-called Republicans. Uh, it's like they just totally forgot the principles that they say they campaigned on. Ask any one of them, by the way, if they campaigned on lower taxes, less government, uh, and uh, the enforcement of, of, of civil liberties and that kind of thing, ask them why they passed this bill. Um, because it does all those things not. Um, okay, story on 1819 News. So the way this works, by the way, the Alabama Medical Cannabis Commission has to receive your request for an application uh, to get into the cannabis business, right? Um, and then they review it. And then they decide who appears to meet a certain standards. All right. So they're going to, um, they received right now, according to the story in 1819 that came out just uh, today, as a matter of fact, Thursday afternoon. Oh, it's this Thursday. Thursday afternoon marks the application deadline for anyone hoping to get in on the medical cannabis business in Alabama. Now, I believe, by the way, that includes growers, packers, transporters, and uh, dispensaries. So, the Alabama Medical Cannabis Commission received nearly 600 requests for an application, said Executive Director John McMillan. But just 10 have been submitted as of Tuesday afternoon. So in other words, they had 600 requests for an application, but only 10 came back filled out. Um, he says they expect significantly more in the next coming hours. So, so yeah, we're going to find out very quickly whether or not the cannabis industry is about to really kick off with a bang or with a fizzle. But either way, it's kicking off. It says, once the deadline passes, evaluators will then analyze the applications and score them based on eight factors, including things like financial planning, security measures, because it's going to be a big deal, y'all. Grow farms, if you have a legal grow farm, you got to have it, first of all, you got to have it, you know, branded and posted, but then you're going to have to spend, you know, uh, a good bit of time making sure that it's not accessible to those who want to just invade in the dark of the night and harvest some of your crop, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, it's not going to be like the cotton fields you drive past uh, on the side of the road 
uh, near my house. Um, it's it's going to be far more controlled than that. Um, all right. Once the deadline passes, they'll be going through all this. They also consider things like geographic dispersal. They want to know whether or not they're, they're all hunkered down in Jefferson County or they're spread out throughout the state. So the legislature did give the commission a little bit of slack because after the first year or so, if the commission sees we are underserved in some areas, because, you know, equitable distribution is going to be a big deal. Everybody's got to have their pot. So there's that. Another requirement for businesses, it says, it must be at least 51% owned by an Alabama resident. I recall that being, I think the Farmers Federation had that put in because um, it, it, they were concerned that you would have all these uh, multi-megabillion-dollar out-of-state growers coming in and scarfing up the industry, and they didn't want it, you know. And, and Alpha's very conservative, by the way, but they were looking out for the farming industry, and I don't blame them. Uh, they didn't want to see an opportunity for growers in the state, I guess, as much as I oppose the overall uh, Alpha was looking out for the opportunity for growers uh, to not be supplanted by out-of-state growers. So you got to be 51% owned. Okay, where are they putting this stuff? Well, you can't do it nowheres, no hows, unless you got a city or county ordinance saying it's okay. And even still, they can zone it. Uh, one community literally said they're going to be, I think it's Huntsville actually, said that they're going to allow it, but they have to be in and around the hospital area. So you're not going to have them you know, sitting in the, popping up in the middle of your suburb. Um, it's not going to be like vape shops that show, vape shops and mattress shops show up everywhere. Why is that, Boomer? Vape shops and mattress shops. Have you noticed that? Oh, absolutely. They're like on every corner, and then you see the guys out there tw like twirling those <laughs> those signs that point towards there. You yeah, know? like the things, that, the things that can be in any small town are... <laughs> Dollar General, Mexican restaurants, vape shops, and mattress stores. Absolutely. Why is that? <laughs> anyway, and, but not dispensaries. Nope. Okay. All right. Here's where they're going to be. So far, as of November 3rd, which I believe has expanded since then, um, there have been 28 Alabama cities. I think it's 39 now. 28 Alabama cities that counties that are agreed to go ahead and pass a resolution allowing for medical marijuana. Northport was the most recent one added in. You've got, you ready? Alexander City, Birmingham, Butler County, Cowart's City, Coleman City, Coleman County, Daphne, Demopolis, Dothan, Enterprise, Foley, Gadsden, Glencoe, Good Hope, Houston County, Houston County, I'm sorry, Huntsville, Killen City, Loxley, Macon County, Midfield City, by the way, uh, Montgomery, Northport, Opelika, Owens Crossroads, Russell County, Russellville, Spanish Fort, and Tuscaloosa. And so, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be those communities plus several more. That's a pretty wide dispersal. You don't see many of the rural areas, but I don't think you're going to have many people driving down to Butler County looking for their medical marijuana. But the equitable distribution is going to be a big deal. So I give it about three years, and next thing you know, the lobbyists for the Cannabis Association are going to be making sure that Butler County has a dispensary. I guarantee you. And they'll find a way to make it Medicaid capable. All right, what is he, what can you, I mean, what illnesses qualify? And, and I know that some people, you know, are of the belief that that really does help. I had one texture a moment ago said it really helped his grandfather in the last year of his life. And I, I, I won't dispute that, not, not for a second. But I wonder, is it the kind of thing you want to be prescribed for some of what's on this list? We'll talk about it when I get back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.
You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side studios, the local, the state, the national. Man, we are covering down on all the issues. And like the dude just said, solid conservative and just plain right in hour number two. Hour number two of Camel Day. I say we play it again. What do you think? Oh, I do it. Great idea. Do it. Uh oh. <laughs> Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Whoop, whoop! <laughs> uh, yes. It may have to be an hour. I don't know, man. Every every hour on hump day, maybe <laughs> we do it. I don't know. But okay. Hey, uh, I got a caller on the line. I apologize for making him hear the camel again. Brian from Huntsville. How you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, I don't mind the camel and everything, but when he goes, hey, Mike, 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 what day it is, I was wondering why the voice was female. <laughs> There's been some editing done there. there but I went to look back at that. I don't know. <laughs> I think Mike ignored him well, on the original video is what happened. But uh, uh, what's up, man? What's oh, on your mind? Well, serious question and everything. Ever since an old black and white movie in the uh, late 20s, I think, Reefer Madness, or yeah. the, in that area, uh, marijuana is by many has been considered a gateway drug yeah. going to more things. Yeah. Now, and tapering off, could uh, – this is a question. I got no idea. Could it be a gateway drug going back? Yeah, um, I, I, I do agree. And by the way, Reefer Madness was my original choice for this, uh, this, 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 this dipper. But um, is it a gateway drug? Uh, many studies say it is. I will tell you this from, from experience. Uh, one of my first jobs, Brian, uh, out of college working with kids. I spent the first 10 years of my civilian life working with kids in ministry and in counseling. In counseling, I worked in a, in a, in a treatment center uh, where a lot of kids had addictions. I never once met an addict who didn't start with a low-level drug like marijuana. Most of them started with marijuana. And then the addicts uh, became what they were because of the gateway drug that got them into the environment. Um, so I do agree. There's, there's definite room for concern. I- uh, go a, ahead. It was a question. Yep. Uh, no, it was, it was a question. Could it could it could it be a route back and then taper off with what you were saying? Ministry. Ministry is not necessarily Christian and everything, but I view it to be so. Uh, I, 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 you know, very likely. Brian, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. Have a good one. Goodbye. You too. Uh, we got a number of textures on the line. By the way, the number here is 833-687-4448 if and you wants to call in or text in. That's 833-68-RIGHT. That's the number. And by the way, I will just I will stop the whole show right now. Just, just, just cold, hard stop and say, I am so glad to be looking at the text line and see a message from Grandma Wanda from Coleman. Grandma Wanda's back. Grandma Wanda, we love you. We wonder where you were. We're so glad you're in the audience. And uh, she says, uh, Grandma here, enjoying the show. Really good to be hearing you on today. Want to let you know that I've been here, been listening, and that I heard you the other day, because I did shout, shout out for her the other day. First chance I've had to get back to you. She said, had a great Christmas. Looking forward to the new year. Mighty glad to have Right Side to go along with me into 2023. Uh, awesome. I, I know. And she also said, too, she wants to hear something about Israel. So I think, I, you know, I was thinking about doing a segment on Israel in the coming days. So, Grandma Wanda, we're glad you're well. We're glad you're with us. And uh, thanks very much for being a part of the audience. And 
Stand by. I think something on Israel will be coming up in the days to come. Um, all right, back to number one of the Triple Dipper. Uh, wrapping this up, medical marijuana, the Bama buzz, where are we at? Here are the things that the law says it can be prescribed for. Autism spectrum disorder, cancer-related pain or nausea, Crohn's disease, depression, although I could see it making you more depressed, but then there, maybe I'm wrong, epilepsy or conditions causing seizures, HIV or AIDS-related nausea or weight loss, panic disorder, Parkinson's disease, persistent nausea, post-traumatic stress disorder, sickle cell anemia, spasticity associated with multiple sclerosis, multiple sclerosis or spinal cord injuries, Tourette's syndrome, a terminal illness, which is undefined, or conditions causing chronic or intractable pain. It gets a little broad there towards the end, I'll be honest. Um, some of these things I'm hearing, it does help reduce cancer-related pain or nausea. I, 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 I understand that some people say that in firsthand experience that it does. Some of these, like panic disorder, uh, you're just all you're doing is medicating the, the, the underlying cause, in my opinion. I'm not a doctor, not trying to pretend to be. Post-traumatic stress disorder, I would say the same. Um, the, the, the thing you're going to have to watch out for is the expansion of these, um, you know, diagnosed issues that require a prescription for medical marijuana. Now, what's going on in the area? I will tell you this. Madison City Council, according to a story on December 19th, has rejected medical cannabis in their area. In fact, one of the stories I, I read said, if folks want it, they can go to Huntsville. So the city of Madison will not be having uh, medical marijuana, although they are bracketed by Huntsville and Athens, who have both said they will uh, if they get approved for a dispensary. Mobile, uh, one Mobile city official. Mobile has, by the way, I believe approved it. I got the list, but I'm not sure if the list is updated. I believe Mobile has approved it, although one of their city councilmen was very much opposed to it, considered it to be a gateway drug. Um, and, and, and opposes the idea of allowing this to be an emerging industry in his, you know, in his purview uh, while he's a city councilman. He doesn't think it's a good idea at all. So there was definitely debate in Mobile, but I believe that Mobile has passed it. Birmingham, well, of course Birmingham does. I mean, the mayor of Birmingham, uh, liberal mayor Randall Woodfin, is, is literally um, a, an activist for legalization of marijuana of any kind. He's not even. He's not even about the. He just wants it. He just wants it approved. He wears his legalize it now T-shirts. He he has been pardoning everyone who was convicted of drug possession of marijuana back to 1992 when he was probably born. Um, I, I just anyway. So you kind of know where he stands. But uh, the Birmingham City Council did a first reading of an ordinance in October to allow, I mean, they didn't waste any time. Medical marijuana is already approved in Birmingham. Under state guidelines, it says Jefferson County could end up with as many as nine dispensaries. That's based upon population density. Um, and then it goes on, Mayor, Liberal Mayor Randall Woodfin said, there is high interest in this area. And I thought, is that a pun? Boomer, did you get that? There's high, high interest in the area. Liberal Mayor Randall Woodfin having a little fun with the moment, I guess. There's high interest. There's in high there. interest. Yes. High times in Birmingham. <laughs> uh, Woodfin cautioned against attaching a negative stigma and perception to medical marijuana, which he says can only be used by those who receive a medical marijuana card. True. Medical marijuana is for those in need of alternative medicine and healthcare. Woodfin said, I don't think it has a public safety component at all said the guy who wants to legalize marijuana in general. Why would we take his opinion as the final way? I will say this, though. Uh, it won't be a smokable form. 
Uh, right now, medical marijuana in the state of Alabama can only be sold in tablets, capsules, tinctures, or gel cubes for oral use. Uh, they could be gels, oils, or creams for topical use. It could be suppositories, transdermal patches, nebulizers, or liquids or oils for use in an inhaler. But raw plant material that can be smoked or vaped uh, will not be allowed. So there's that. Um, all right. And, by the way, Decatur City Council has said nada. Um, no, they did. I'm sorry. I got it wrong. I looked at my headline. might want to read the notes that I've already highlighted. Here it is. But, yeah, December 7th, according to WHNT, uh, Decatur City Council approves the ordinance. So now Madison is bracketed by Decatur, Athens, and Huntsville that have all approved it. Um, anyway, there's that. Okay, that was um, that was that was necessary to lay that out for you. But I want to make sure y'all hear. This is not a panacea for everything. It's not going to be available to everybody, and I get that. Um, do not mistake for a minute the fact that the legislature approved it as meaning that all the studies prove that it's the way to go. And that being said, also recognize, too, that the bill that they passed was the most unrepublican thing that has ever passed in the state of Alabama, ever. Regardless of whether the marijuana was in it, it grew government, it raised taxes, it impresses the possibility of violating civil liberties, um, and, it, and, it, just, and it, it just does things that we say as Republicans we don't do. And oh, by the way, marijuana. So there you go. Which, by the way, marijuana is still going to be a federally controlled substance that our medical, or excuse me, our, our military community can get in serious trouble with their careers if somebody, you know, slips them something to help a headache and then they piss hot on the next uh, uh, random drug screen. Um, yeah, you can lose a career that way. So it's going to there's going to be some gaffes. There's going to be somebody who loses their job for driving a school bus while they're taking their medical marijuana. There's going to be somebody who has an accident under the influence and they're going to not test positive for intoxication, so we're going to have to have a new means of screening whether they were under the influence of prescribed drugs and then they're going to blame their doctor who didn't tell them they couldn't drive. It's 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 there's going to be some kinks, I'm just going to tell you right now. Yep. But apparently there is high interest, according to Liberal Mayor Randall Woodfin. <laughs> uh, real quick on the uh, text line, uh, Brian from Somerville says, how are we as a public supposed to trust the state of Alabama to run something like medical marijuana? They can't seem to even figure out a gambling bill. How would this be any different? Ah, your point is well taken, Brian from Somerville. Uh, Pete from Muscle Shoals says, uh, hooting is a gateway drug to hollering. I don't know <laughs> what that means, but okay. Uh, Leanne from Huntsville says, if you get medical marijuana, do you not lose your ability to carry a firearm? You know, y you say that, but that was a question that Sheriff uh, Phil Sims from Marshall County raised in his um, in the article that I had earlier. I didn't read that part, but he questioned whether or not they're going to be allowed to give a permit to someone who is carrying a cannabis card, knowing that cannabis is a federally disallowed um, substance. It's It's a fair question. Paul from Athens uh, says, uh, with regard to this dipper, says, you smoked that one. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Brian from Huntsville, why legalize marijuana when so much of the USA has gone to pot already? Oh, see, that was cynical. That was cynical. And then uh, glad to have a new listener. Pete from Muscle Shoals is in the text line. Thanks, Pete. Glad you're there. All right, Boomer, take us to a break, brother. We are right on time. 
Uh, unless somebody wants to call in and talk about medical marijuana, I'm switching to the next part of the Triple Dipper, the border wars. Do we have a border? What's happening with the border? Well, will talk about it. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Be right back. <laughs> 